Hello and welcome to another episode of the Movies That Make Us podcast. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. I'm Val. And today we're talking about DC. <laughs> so it's going to be a little bit different. We're not picking one movie and talking about no. it, but we're talking about a whole universe I of really great movies. Yeah, I originally... i originally pitched it as when did dc the bed but um we couldn't use that title but i mean this is the thing about dc before my love of disney warner brothers when i was in junior high and high school was my dark place that i went to i Mm -hmm. loved warner brothers i loved dc you know i loved superman and batman and Catwoman and all of these things and then something happened I don't know when but we're going to try and figure it out when (laughs) something went completely wrong in the DC Warner Brothers world of you know the film universe yeah it's it's really interesting because between the two big comic book publishing companies DC and Marvel the one that was best equipped to do what Marvel is doing right now was DC. Well, they were doing they, it. They were doing. They were owned by Warner mm-hmm. Brothers. They had a movie studio already backing them. When Marvel started with with uh, Iron Man, right? They were splintered off with you know Iron Man was with Paramount and Sony had Spider Man, right? Sony and, had Fantastic Four. Yeah, it was yeah. really like, hey, let's see what we can do here, and, and right. if it doesn't work, I guess we'll do something else. But yeah, DC crazy. had the tools and the resources to do it, and they just well they didn't. like you said they had their a-list people they had batman they've got superman they've got wonder woman they've got you know all these characters you wanted to say aquaman i saw like the hesit <laughs> like and they've got uh, no until they had green lantern <laughs> <laughs> but but marvel didn't have access to their a-list right and marvel should have never taken over dc should have stomped them but they didn't they, so, well, I think they what happened was is they didn't see him as the threat. They were the big kid on campus yes. for a long time. And they saw, oh, it's cute. Marvel's going to come out with a movie and it's Iron oh, Man. Yeah. That's adorable. And then they were like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I thought what we could do is maybe go down the list really okay. quick. We're okay. We're start in 1978 with Superman. What did uh, you guys think about the original Superman? Jake could do a whole podcast on I, I could. Just, I love Superman. I love the original movie. Yeah. I think it's really well done. I mean, now you watch it, it's definitely dated. Obviously, sure. the effects that they use. But it and, still makes but you it's feel awesome. good. Yeah. Right? I mean, well, the casting was great. Mm-hmm. The way they told the story, the way you looked at it was like the comic book. I'll be honest. I'm, I'm a lifelong Superman fan. And whenever I think of Superman... It's Christopher Reeve and right, in the right, tights, right? right? I mean, right. that he is Superman, and he makes those tights look good. Yeah, Ooh, he does. Yeah, he does. And that's all muscle. That's all that's Christopher Reeve, man. That's not Patty. That's not Shazam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we love you, Zachary Levi, but we do. <laughs> so I think that that was just such an incredible movie, and really, without Superman, the motion picture, you don't have any of these superhero movies Absolutely. that we're going to talk about today, whether it's Marvel or DC. So, so, um, so we both, we all agree that the original Superman, good movie holds Absolutely. up, um, 1980 Superman two. So it, I think has a few more problems than Superman. <laughs> a few more or like yeah. four in blackout. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, but the production was troubled from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, partway through you, you lose Donner as the director. Um, and obviously it, it, it didn't flow as well as the first Superman movie. And you're right. The General Zod and uh, I wanted his minions, to like him yeah. so much. 
He yeah. was so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He it's just, true. You're a beautiful <laughs> but, man. But as as my friends James Owen and you were on a panel with him at the last Van mm-hmm. X that he always points out though is there's a scene in that film that to him is the quintessential Superman moment where they're battling. Zod shows up. They're in the middle of the city, and Superman says, "General, would you care to take this outside?" And yep. then they go away from the city to yes. do the no, battle. That's right. uh, there's great things oh, about totally. that movie, yes. but then there's Overall, a whole, there's a whole lot of bad. I was, I was hoping you weren't going to say it was when he takes the emblem the off plastic. his chest and throws it out of <laughs> that is, you know. But there are some good things in the movie and there are some bad things in the movie. And I just don't think it holds up as well as Definitely. the motion picture. And I know what you're going to say is the next one. And uh, The next one <laughs> is not one that we all remember or want to remember, but 1982 Swamp Thing. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. Everybody forgets about Swamp yes. Thing. Yes, well, I think right. most people don't even connect that Swamp Thing is a, a DC, DC right. property. So, um, those of you that we just blew your mind, <laughs> put that on your list of things to Netflix later. Yeah. Um, Swamp Thing. I mean, this was made by Embassy Pictures, which I think is in the basement of somebody's house. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. It's in the basement of the Embassy Suites. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, however, I think it like Swamp Thing. This version of Swamp Thing, because it's been made swamp thing's been made and made yes. and made i just think it was endearing it wasn't a good movie <laughs> no. but the fact that they, they tried, tried to do so it again hard. in the 80s and they tried to bring back you know the original swamp thing um it, it was endearing it wasn't a good movie but again well know, it's Swamp Thing's such an interesting character anyway they're yeah. relaunching him in that new streaming tv service yeah, yeah. so i'll yeah. be interested to see that yeah my, i remember the old animated series that mm-hmm. was my kind of introduction to swamp thing but yeah again Interesting one. 1983, Superman 3. <laughs> yeah, see, and that was what I was expecting next. But, uh, yeah, it's there. It was made. Um, this was an attempt to to mainstream this whole superhero thing even more. You get Richard Pryor in as one of the characters. Right. It's really a brilliant plan when you think about mm-hmm. it, stealing the tenths and quarters Tenth, of a cent uh-huh. and... You Office know. Space stole that yeah, years later. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not a great movie. No. Um, I enjoyed it when I was a kid. Yes. Looking it was back. definitely as a kid. You're and watching it and you're thinking this is really this cool. This evil computer, yeah. you know, and manufacturing kryptonite and using tar. Yeah. And, and uh, I think as a kid, I watched it and loved it because it was just more Superman. Right. But, it, but, I, but in fact, twice as much Superman at one point. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say... Ew. Angry, <laughs> angry, evil Superman flicking corn nuts at him at a reflection of himself. Yes. Oh my gosh. I Not a, that was a bold strategy, Cotton. I don't know if it paid off. Now, in 1984, this one was a big deal to me. Not a good movie, but at the time in 1984, mm-hmm. I mean, I was a little girl on my mm-hmm. three-wheeler who watched Superman, loved Superman, and here comes Supergirl. And I yes. was like, what? <laughs> I can do that too? Yes. And again, I loved the actress that they got to play her. She had been in a couple of movies. Um, well, she looked the part. She looked the part mm-hmm. of what you thought she should have looked like. She was not really outspoken, but she was powerful. Um, mm-hmm. The movie's not good, Mm-mm. but the the idea that they did it when they did it, when yeah. they made yeah. that movie, mm-hmm. was a big thing at the time. Yeah, For sure. Yeah. So, um, but I, yeah, that movie wasn't good. <laughs> no. Okay, 1987, Superman, The Quest for Peace. <laughs> this was a classic late 80s kind of movie, right? I mean, the, even the title, The Quest for Peace, where, where the you know, Cold War's winding down. You've got Rocky Four in that same time frame mm-hmm. going against mm-hmm. Russia. I, this movie has 
a special place in my heart because I do remember going with my grandfather to see this movie okay. in the theater. It's an awful movie, <laughs> but just because of that, it, it means something to me. And I, and it is more Superman and I'm a big Superman fan, but no, it's not a great movie. I just real the thing that always stands out to my mind is when he's fighting the solar guy and yes. he scratches him and the like, like Superman, it's not supposed to bleed. Like what's going on? Yeah. Anyway. And he gets super sick after afterward. Yeah. Uh, 1989, they released two movies, The Return of Swamp Thing and Batman. Mm-hmm. I don't t- think people went and saw Return, Return of the Swamp, Swamp Thing because Batman. Yeah. And this mm-hmm. Batman changed my world. Blew my mind. Yeah, this I was mean, time. who would have thought that Mr. Mom would have Nobody been did. one of the best Batman When he was cast ever. as Batman, everyone was like, that's not going to work because he's only done comedies up to 220, this point. 220, 222, whatever it takes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that was a quote from Mr. Mom. <laughs> I apologize. Okay. Um, but it was so amazing. I, and, and this is one of those movies. This was the first time I remember thinking, I want to know more about what a director does because of how the movie, once I realized that that's what made it look the way it did and feel the way it did. Uh-huh. And that's when I started really getting into Tim Burton was because of Batman. But what they did with this Batman that was so important that kicked off a whole Mm -hmm. generation of movie making is they looked at it like Lucas looked at Star Wars. And you said, we have these characters. We are going to put these characters into marketing. We're going to come up with a Mm -hmm. soundtrack. Mm -hmm. We're going to come up with songs. We're going to bring Prince into the mix. We're going to like they built the packaging around this film. I mean, Jack Nicholson. Oh, Oh, icon. He was incredible Mm -hmm. as the Joker. You know, Mm -hmm. but they made him the cartoon Joker that we loved on the TV show. But bad ass. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Yep. And. And the marketing, like you mentioned, was just huge. I mean, there was Batman, Batman everything. glasses. Yes. There was you could go to Burger King everything. and get glasses with the emblem and on. And that yeah. they hadn't done. I mean, they did a little bit with Superman, but nothing, nothing. like this. This right. was again. This is like Lucas Films, you know, stuff going right. on with the marketing. and that theme song to this day oh, is it's still in the top ten yeah. of yeah, of Batman, of just of scores. Well, you know. and and the nice thing about it is the movie delivered. Yeah. So all the marketing that went behind it, and the movie was actually really good. It yes. changed men's eyebrows for years. <laughs> yes. They were like, "Do you want the Michael Keaton eyebrows, or do you want the Jack Nicholson eyebrows?" You had me at Michael Keaton. And really, on film, all we had seen as far as Batman goes, or at least recently, was the 1960s campy yeah. Batman, which we love, right? But in a totally di- this was right. like mind blowing. Well, and yep. even in the comics. Batman was at this point a little bit more campy, a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, he's wearing the blue and the gray still in the comics and everything else. And this changed the whole perception of Batman now going he's forward. 007. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's smart. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. He can yes. save himself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love this movie. And it turns 30 this year. It does uh, turn 30 this year. Yeah, I'm getting old. All right, 1992, Batman Returns. So both Batman, so Batman won an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Batman Returns was nominated for two Oscars. What Oscars? Just Probably costume design. Uh, I mean, why yeah. are you making me do more work? Okay, <laughs> it's all right. It wasn't like the big I one, remember going to see that in the theater and coming out that it, it was way too dark for me oh. at was the time. It? Like okay. Danny DeVito's 
portrayal. It, it just to me that it just was just makes me feel uncomfortable. Uh-huh. I love Michelle Pfeiffer. I love Catwoman. Mm-hmm. I love the whole idea of how they brought Catwoman out. And I mean, she to this day is one of my favorite Catwoman. Yes. She's like number two on my list of yes. favorite Catwomans. But mm-hmm. Danny DeVito's character, like, was it supposed to make me feel uncomfortable? I think so. Because it, so. it, it did its did. job. Mm-hmm. I felt really Every time he was on screen, you're like, this is just creeping me out. Uh-huh. And I think he was supposed to. And I love Batman Returns because I am a big Tim Burton fan. And I feel like with Batman Returns, they kind of said, full do whatever we're you taking want. the you leash did, off. You do what you, you want to do. You did what you did well. Now just do whatever and, you want. And it's very much more Tim Burton-esque. Yes. I love, I, again, I, I love like the it. costumes yes. in it. I love the visuals um, of what they did. I mean, the giant duck. Like all of these things that you would see in a comic book that would be totally cheesy are right. in this movie and they're just amazing. Plus Christopher Walken. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've grown to appreciate it more, but when I was yeah. younger, I yeah. just remember and I going, can and I can appreciate that. It is darker, it is different visually. It, it wasn't it feels as much different fun. than the first Batman. The first one's sure. a lot of fun. The second one was not as much. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna jump into your favorite 1995 Batman Forever, <laughs> nominated for three Oscars. How? Why? Um, it was one of them's nomin- got to be a song because <laughs> the, the soundtrack. Okay, so the soundtrack to Batman Forever was probably my favorite thing about the movie because mm-hmm. it had like U2 on it. It yep. had yep. Uh, Seal really on it. it yeah, it had some uh-huh. great music on it. So the soundtrack was really good. <laughs> Bat nipples. What, or was that? That's, that's the next yeah. one. That's yeah. Yeah. I got ahead of myself. Yet. Excuse me. We're not, Excuse me. Yeah. We're not to the, uh, don't jump ahead um, to the nipples. But, but this, it's a sequel in the loosest sense of the term, right? Yep. Because... Yep. You get a totally different actor playing Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Val Kilmer and Michael Keaton couldn't be any more different. And the thing is, is that Val Kilmer was so big at the time. He was yes. doing such great things. I love Val Kilmer. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, this is going to be amazing. And then you've got Nicole Kidman in it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Well, and it even felt like they got more budget for this one than they did yeah. for the first two. Visually, yes. I feel like they played with more things visually. They took more risks. You kind of saw, you know, something different uh, in the cinematography. Right. I well, and you look at who's in it, right? You've got, like we were talking, you've got Chris O'Donnell, who was huge at mm-hmm, the time. Mm-hmm. He hasn't done much since. <laughs> um, but Tommy Lee Jones. Yes. Right? Jim Carrey, who couldn't be any bigger than he was at in the time. mid-90s. I mean, yeah. just huge. There was so much that, that should have made this. I wish they would have let Tommy Lee Jones do a little bit more with that character. Yeah. And everything just looked so cartoony, though, as far as like the costumes, mm-hmm. Riddler's costume, Two Faces costume. It just. I mean, Drew Barrymore was in there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you forget about that, I'm she's sorry. half naked the whole yeah. movie. <laughs> I don't know how I could have forgotten about that. Yeah. The fact that I'm bringing it up, I know it says true. something about but, my character. But it just, it just didn't feel the same as the first two Batman no, movies. Yeah. No. No. Well, we're going to jump ahead to Batman and Robin. Oh, there we go. 1997, the year I graduated high school with the worst Batman movie ever. (laughs) And it should have been good again. Alicia Silverstone. George George Clooney Clooney should have been a perfect Batman. Yeah, I love George Clooney. His head is big enough. It is, but he's got that suave, sophisticated charm. Was the writing? He was that story. What was up with that? The Batman Visa card. 
It holds up yeah. right up to the camera. Yeah, it was. It was so commercialized at that point. Very there were so. so many hands in the pot saying we should do this and we should. Nobody mm-hmm. was editing the ideas for yeah. this movie. Right. Well, and, this and then took... you brought in Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who had some great one-liners in this? Which is that's what he's good at. Yeah, I think that's, that's what in he his does. Contract. He's supposed to have five one-liners a movie. I I just feel like there's never been a movie that has been more successful at killing off a lucrative franchise as this one was. Yeah. That's a good point. It yeah. just that was one of the, the low points, yeah. It's kind of I mean I feel like it's a little bit like um we were just talking about Mean Girls a couple weeks ago. Yes. And the lead actress of Mean Girls. Oh yeah, Rachel every... McAdams was No, she wasn't. Or excuse oh, me, Lindsay Lohan. Lohan. Excuse me, yeah. excuse me. Lindsay excuse me. Lohan yeah. and this Batman franchise are kind of the same. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Had it all, it was all right there for you, and all you had to do was not screw it up. All right, also in 1997, we had Steel. Yes, we did. (laughs) So this was a weird movie to me. So the character Steel comes around in the comics after Superman dies. Right, that's, if you don't remember, Shaquille O'Neal is Steel. (laughs) And they were looking for for a big African-American character for Shaq to play, and they went with Steel. And I don't... The story had nothing to do with what was in the comics. It was just bizarre and weird. Shaquille's a popular basketball player. We'll throw him into a movie and make a lot of money. Well, and this was a time when he was trying to branch out into acting and rapping and video games. Right. And he really should have. He's a huge Superman fan. Like his whole house was decked out. He's got got a Superman Superman tattoo. tattoo. But like his whole house, that's when they were doing cribs. Yep. They went up into his crib and there was like Superman stuff everywhere. (laughs) This movie was produced by Quincy Jones. Oh, wow. It's probably the only thing Quincy Jones failed at. That's a good point. He's been trying to get that off IMDb for years. (laughs) (laughs) Judd Nelson was in this movie. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It was just not good no it was 97 minutes of oh my goodness why why and i yeah anyway 2004 we had our hopes up because catwoman came out and halle berry was gonna like break all those glass ceilings and then they made her the most ridiculous catwoman i need a man i can't do anything without a man and what the heck are you wearing it it set back (laughs) women in movies like i mean it was just so i mean it didn't because it didn't really succeed a whole lot it wasn't huge right but just the portrayal. A giant leap backwards. Yeah, We are going to over-sexualize you. Yes. We oh, are going to so make bad. you need a man to be happy. We're going to have We're going to make you crazy it without took all Batman. the work that Michelle Pfeiffer had done as Catwoman yeah. and just threw it in the garbage. We're going to do all these close-ups and slow movements yeah. across your torso uh, in black spandex. Yeah. And, and really, it's her second worst appearance as a superhero. Yeah. I never liked her as Storm. Mm. She so, was okay as Storm. I I'm thought okay she with was. Her. I can. Right. She's well. believable as Storm. Yeah, she's she, okay. She's not yeah. great, but she's yeah. passable. All right, fine. But I'm alone Catwoman. in my feelings. But <laughs> no. 2005, they gave us three movies, um, and two out of the three were decent. I liked Constantine. Yeah, um, that... I enjoyed Constantine. Um, I, mm-hmm. I I think that 
what they did with it is they tried to be really quiet after everything that just happened. So mm-hmm. they didn't even they didn't even market it that as a superhero movie. It was well, we have this Keanu Reeves. Anyway. We have a Keanu Reeves yeah. movie. This is really dark. You're gonna really like him. People don't even realize that that's even a superhero. They yeah, I don't, don't think people put it together. Even with the Constantine series that came out, people didn't connect that that's the same Constantine that we saw yeah. in the yeah. movie. In the but movie. I thought it. I mean, I thought it was pretty decent. Yeah. I like it so. Um, then you have Batman Begins. Yep. Yes. And I got to say, up until now, we've had a lot more misses than hits. We've had some great hits. Right. We've had a lot of mediocre to bad stuff. Yeah. And then Christopher Nolan came onto the scene. Yeah. Uh, he had done Memento and he had done Insomnia. Two very weird. Very weird. Very bizarre um, stories. And all of a sudden he's taken over a superhero film. And I remember people at the time were like, what are they doing? And it was a genius. I went move. into that theater and I I still have goosebumps like remember remembering sitting in the theater with Batman Begins and thinking, This is what a superhero movie can be. Right. Yes. Like this is what's funny. I was sitting at um CES again a couple months ago in Vegas, and I'm sitting in a room and I'm talking to this guy from Paramount. And they're there um basically promoting um, Warner Brothers and this new system that's going to be in cars. And I asked him, I said, what's your favorite superhero movie? And he said, The Godfather. And I thought to myself, that's exactly what Batman Begins yes. is. Do you know Absolutely. what I mean? It's, it's this different kind of superhero movie because you've got this dark, gritty kind of movies that you love that are more of the mafia movies right. that are the mm-hmm. cops and robbers movies. You know, and then you've got your superheroes just kind of mixed in there. And my mind was blown. I couldn't understand what I was seeing, but I Mm -hmm. liked it. Well, you don't see Batman for a long time in that film. It takes a while for him to get to that character. It it does the origin story. It it dives a lot deeper, right? We all know the origin story of Batman. His parents get murdered and Mm -hmm. then he becomes Batman. But this gives us all of this... (laughs) All of the steps we'll get to that in between <laughs> where we see how he learns all of the skills that he has and, and everything else. And you're right. We don't see Batman for a good portion of the movie. Yeah. But we know how he got there. And Absolutely. I think that, Absolutely. Yeah. I love Batman Begins. It was great. The next one that came out that year, um, and I'm probably going to be hated for my opinion of this, <laughs> but it's V for Vendetta. Okay. So why don't I'll go last. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and a film that didn't get much attention at first definitely no. has picked up a cult following. Yeah. It's um, a huge cult following now. Yeah. yeah, I'm okay with it. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. There's something um, about Natalie Portman with a shaved head, though, that like just works. Natalie Portman is just an awesome actress and a beautiful person. Yeah, I um, agree. Bald is beautiful. I'm just yes. going to say that. Um, but... I didn't care for it. Yeah, that's okay. Like I, I, I didn't I, love I liked, it. I didn't hate it. I liked the cinematography. Mm-hmm. I liked how they shot the film and how mm-hmm. I definitely respect it as a film because it was well made. I just didn't. It does. It didn't connect with me. I haven't. But it, it didn't really with me either. And one, I haven't sought it out since. The one thing that I like about it is that it, to me, sets the standard for what I think DC could do or should do with their comics in that it's based on a graphic novel, right? Not on a, a comic book series right, or an right. ongoing That's character. That's a good point. And they took a story that had a beginning, middle, and end and turned it into a movie. 
And if DC is going, and we can talk about what they're going to do in the future, but they could continue to take these kind of standalone stories with their characters and make them into films. And I, I like it for that reason, because it's not the typical, you, you can't buy a V for Vendetta ongoing comic book series. Right. It's right. It's just a novel, graphic yeah. novel. So uh, it was okay for me. 2006 Superman Returns has the same title as Batman Begins, <laughs> but Superman Returns. Yeah. Brandon Ralph. I, I was so excited for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved what uh, Brian Singer, I think, right? Yeah, Brian Singer. I like, yep. I, he did great with the fan. X-Men movies, and I really was excited for what he wanted to do with Superman. It was weird. Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor oh, should have worked. It should, it have, should worked. have. And mm-hmm. I, I have so many great people in this movie. You have Kate, Kate Bosworth, which was up and coming at the time. Right. James Marsden, who I love. Mm-hmm. Right. James Marsden. Um, Parker Posey, I Parker think, Posey, is like I one of my hilarious. favorite things about that whole movie. Yes. Um, but yeah, and then Kevin Spacey and Sam Huntington, who just is more coming out now than it kind of disappeared for a little yeah. while. But. I mean, all again. I didn't hate it, no, but I didn't love it. I, I wanted to love it. I think it's trying to slow, trying to build really as much slow. off of what Richard Donner had done with the first two Superman uh-huh. films, and that's kind of what he was trying to do. Let Brandon Ralph be him as Superman instead of trying, trying to make, make him, him be Christopher Reeve. Reeve as Superman, and yeah. I think and try to get away and, may, and tell your own story. And I think this may have worked better. But yeah, it was slow at parts, painfully slow. Like five minutes of him walking through a cornfield at sunset. It's like, yeah, it's pretty, but let's move on. And then in 2008, genius happened. Yes. We were all thinking, how are you going to be better than Jack Nicholson at the Joker? Mm. And then the Dark Knight. And this is an example. They let Heath Ledger be his Joker. Right. Which is what they should do with Aladdin and the genie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or they should have done with Brandon Routh and Superman. Right. They didn't try to make him be Jack Nicholson's Joker. Right. When I first heard the casting, I was furious. I yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, this is the guy from A Knight's Tale. This is this big teen heartthrob. This is not the Joker. And then you had, this is when the internet's coming on to play. And so you had uh, set photos of him skateboarding as the Joker because he's skateboarding in between takes and and setups. Right. And he liked to skateboard, but everybody's going, Joker doesn't skateboard, you know? And then when I saw that movie... He shut everyone up. <laughs> oh, and then awesome. some. And I, I will eat crow till the day I die on that one because I what, was wrong. What he did with the Joker is some of the best acting and character development that i have seen in any movie ever and he's not in the film as much as you think you think he's in the movie all the time you go back and watch it he's only in it for like 30 minutes out of the movie mm-hmm. yeah but man he just steals that show he he is but because of how he portrays the joker mm-hmm. his influence his, oh the presence is, is everywhere yeah, and that absolutely it, yeah it was incredible but that magic trick scene i i it's you know. one of the most yeah. Perfect superhero films ever made. Yes, I totally and, and even that. up there is one of the best films ever made. Yeah, it was a genius, brilliant film. And then uh, one of the first to use some of the IMAX stuff. Yes, no one started to play with IMAX, and it was just mm-hmm. Wally Fister's cinematography is brilliant. 
Um, the coloring the of score, the score uh-huh. was, was just the way that he popped the colors that he wanted you mm-hmm. to play with was, I mean, just the same as Schindler's List. You know, he's like, I want you to to look at this right here uh-huh. because this is significant. We're not going to say any words, but this is where I want your eyes. And it just, I mean, it was brilliant, mm-hmm. brilliant Great. film, brilliant film. 2009 Watchmen. Uh, Hated it. Yeah. Sorry, guys. It is. It is. I it liked is, all the costumes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, visually, it looked incredible. The trailers. I was like, yeah. oh, this is going to be so great. And then I and got it, in there and I fell asleep. And it looked true to the comics. They were um, too devoted to the comic. Yeah. They and, they talked about how they used that graphic novel as almost a Bible on set. Yes. That was their storyboards. Right. That's the problem. Not and that's where, translates. as a director, you've got to know what in the story works and what doesn't. He, and how to make it yeah, Zack, Zack Snyder took that comic book and brought the graphic novel to life, but that's not the movie is such a different genre. It is interesting to note here that we're talking about Zack Snyder staying too true to the comics that's, and the uh-huh. characters because in a few minutes we're probably going to be saying something the very exact different. opposite. Absolutely. In 2010, Jonah Hex. Oh yeah, yeah. People the forget cowboy this movie. is another DC character. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is. A DC movie. And it was there. And then it was there. Yep. All right. 2011, the Green Lantern, everybody. <laughs> Again, Green it Lantern. should have worked. This is the thing, is I know everybody hates on it, and this is where I'm going to get the hate mail. It was perfectly entertaining. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, I never read the Green Lantern. I knew of the Green Lantern. I knew all the basic things that you needed to know about the Green Lantern. I love Ryan Reynolds. I know he hates the movie just as much as everyone else. But he said he had so much fun making that movie. And you can tell that he had fun making it. Was Did it... Did it have so many things that were wrong with it just as, as far as filmmaking goes? Yes. Mm-hmm. But I laughed. Like, I <laughs> laughed through the whole thing, you know? And then all the nerds came out and they're like, oh, my gosh, you ruined Green Lantern. And I was like, why? What? I think the problem with Green Lantern is when it came out, right? You said 2011? Yep. It came out during, I mean, it's right there smashed in between The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. That's... And and not just that, but what's going on with the other studio? You've got Marvel yep. starting to build mm-hmm. this yep. universe and the whole landscape is looking different. And Green Lantern was supposed to be the film that was going to start building, yeah. start build the, building the universe, Connected the universe. DC universe. Right. And, um, it well, just didn't meet the expectations I think that people had for the it. The trailer is, sold me a different movie than yeah. the movie. Yeah. I was thinking this was going to be a big space battle with lots of cool vistas and then so much of it's just on earth and Yeah. Um and then But a great marriage came out of that movie. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think they're adorable. I, I yeah, I agree. And I Two think really Ryan Reynolds, beautiful people married. I liked him as Green Lantern, and I yeah. feel sad that he didn't get. I'm going to get a lot of hate mail, but I'm not a big Ryan Reynolds fan. He just, I know. And so send that to podcast <laughs> at movies that make us. We should probably I had one just say I wasn't just uh, disagreeing it, I, with Tracy. Tracy at- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get that email set up. I think he's a nice guy. Uh, I just uh, he just doesn't do a whole lot for me, and I'm gonna again get tons of hate mail. And, and I, I think my Deadpool. biggest issue with Green Lantern is it caused DC to go away 
from the, the whole idea. And they didn't try to go back and course correct or fix or they, they, they just said, scrambling. we're going to forget that this happened and, and try to And they on. started scrambling. And so do we think that 2011 is when the panic started to happen? I I think so. For me, the Green Lantern is where it starts so to Ryan happen. So Ryan Reynolds ruined no. the DC. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a, a little bit of a leap for what I was saying. But yeah, and then no, Marvel just... said, hey, why don't you come play over here? Yeah, we've got a character for you. No, he had to fight tooth and nail to get Deadpool made. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Green Lantern. And right after that, thankfully, in 2012, The Dark Knight Rises happened. And I know a lot of people don't like The Dark Knight Rises, but I really enjoyed that film. Yeah, I, I, for me, The Dark Knight Rises is always a case of what could have been. Okay. Mm-hmm. I wonder, you know, the tragedy that happens with with Heath Ledger Mm -hmm. after the Dark Knight. And I wonder what the plan was for the Joker character or for the story if that hadn't happened. I think they made the right choice by not trying to bring the Joker into it with someone else. Um, But that being said, the movie's okay. I don't think it's bad by any means. I enjoy it. It's it's probably my least... Uh, favorite Chris Nolan film. I was I was upset with what they did with Bane once again. Mm-hmm. He's so much more than just this dumb brutish character, and he's kind of this mastermind. But then it turns out that he's just doing what the the I can't think of her name, the Raw Ghoul's daughter uh, wanted him yeah. to do. Um, I, I felt like it was a cop out ending mm-hmm. to me. If he would have taken that bomb and sacrificed himself, that would have been a brilliant way to end that trilogy. Mm-hmm. But having him fake his own death and then being at the restaurant in Paris. I just, I, I felt like that was a cop out on Nolan's Did anybody part. else feel like Catwoman was a throwaway? Yes. Very much so. Because well, she was a great Catwoman. She was good. I she, wanted to see more of her Catwoman. To me. I'm not a huge fan of her. I don't, I don't want to say this the wrong way. I like, um, sorry, what I can't think of her name. I just, Anne like, Hathaway. Like, I like yeah. Anne Hathaway in general. I like the idea of Anne Hathaway. Um, I didn't know <laughs> how I would like her as Catwoman, but I actually really liked her as Catwoman. Yeah, she was good. She was a strong woman. She didn't put up with your BS, but she also wasn't like she was still feminine. Mm-hmm. You know, she was living her she life. She wasn't relying on anybody. No, she yeah. just did what she needed to do. And I thought the costume was great. I thought the way they tied her into the story worked. But then what? It yeah. was just like throwaway well, so her, why did you even bring her, her in just cat woman is out there hanging woman? out with jordan joseph gordon levitt's robin nightwing yeah, whoever yeah. he was gonna be they're just hanging out out there doing hanging something. out on this island of misfit toys <laughs> yeah but i i kind of get the feeling like nolan's heart wasn't in that film yeah. like it wasn't a passion project for him it was kind of uh, i'm kind of contractually obligated yeah. yeah we've got to wrap up the trilogy we've yeah. got to do something so yeah Okay, so then we get into Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, and Suicide Squad. The trifecta of crap. <laughs> so, so, and this might be an unpopular. I like, I like Man of Steel. Man of Steel is a deep. Out of those three, moments. I'll watch Man of Steel. Man of yes. Steel gave me hope that future Superman movies. We're going to be good because he has hope written but on his chest. But Zack Snyder does not get that character. No, he doesn't, and that's and that's why I say it's interesting that with Watchmen we're saying he's staying too true to the comics because mm-hmm. then we're going to talk about Man of Steel where he doesn't. 
Superman is not going to sit and watch a tornado kill his dad. That's and his dad's not going to be like, don't don't use your power. Go ahead and let those. People. You should have let those kids die yeah. in the bus accident because then you know it's like, no, Pa Kent was always the one instilling those values into Superman. Yes, um, I have major issues with that, but it's watchable. Yeah. Whereas Batman v Superman is just garbage. There just are parts garbage. of the movie that are great when they like sent, wonder woman they sent me some screeners she was great they yes. sent me like 15 minute screeners of some scenes like the best scenes of the movie <laughs> and i was like dang like this is gonna be really cool and then the movie as a whole is a mess yeah. you know but then here comes wonder woman and aquaman and i was like okay well and i'm sorry that fight scene where wonder woman comes in that is the longest stupidest fight scene ever uh-huh. yes yep and I what, agree. That is like some of the worst and CG that I've Doomsday's seen of a villain. design. It was like they took the cave troll from Lord of the Rings and put him into a Superman film. It was gross. Yeah, oh, like, Martha! Yeah. Uh, yeah. And now we're friends. <laughs> and then Suicide Squad. So Suicide Squad to me was like two different movies in one. Yep. You have a movie that's trying to be Suicide Squad that's bringing all these characters that you're like, yes, this is going to be awesome. And then they bring Stargate into it. Uh-huh. What does Stargate have to do? I like Stargate. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of Suicide Squad. They mm-hmm. shouldn't be in the same movie. Why are there two different movies going on here? Oh, yeah. It was so, I di- so discombobulated. So uh, the director, was he made Fury. He comes in, he's playing in this. It's a great film. And he's playing in the sandbox. But then I think DC saw it and went, uh, it's a kind of a mess. And so then they tried, because I remember the first trailer came out and it bombed. Like they were getting awful feedback. So then they they had another studio or uh, another agency create the trailer that we all know with the bright colors and it's the a pop music soundtrack. video which is it fantastic really is. music video it's one of the best music videos so then, i've ever seen right so <laughs> then they saw how much um people responded to that trailer and so then they tried to make the move they went back and re-edited it to try yep. and make it fit that well and, and also deadpool had just come out right and mm-hmm. it was super funny and they're like oh we need to be super funny mm-hmm. and they re-edited there were so That's- many great ideas in the movie for seven other movies <laughs> but, that, but that's the problem with dc right there is that since probably green lantern and going forward they're responding and reacting to what yes. yeah, make your marvel own is doing right make your own and movie. Think, we well, talked, they, they're doing this now we have to do this we talked last week about pixar and how brave yeah. they are with their choices dc is right. very timid i feel yes. like dc at a poker table is playing everyone else's hand. Yes. They're not playing their own cards. Right. Mm-hmm. And if they would get back to playing their own cards, they'd win. Yeah. Even yeah. if they did a really good bluff, they'd win. Mm-hmm. But I which think is, they're reactionary. Which is, which what, is what they've was. done with their animated movies. Their animated movies that are, are fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Wonder Woman. Yes. Yes. Up there until is the some ending. kind of... Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> we yeah. could have cut the last 25 minutes out of this movie. Mm-hmm. That movie could have ended three times. Absolutely. Yeah. But... It was smart. Mm-hmm. The acting was incredible. The costuming was incredible. Mm-hmm. And it was just a breath of fresh air. Oh, the man. fact that it didn't get nominated for an Academy Award is tragic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But the thing is, is I don't think the next one's going to be as good, but it's probably going to get nominated because the first one didn't. Yeah, it's right. going to be out, coming out in 2020. And we did just talk off the air that Patty Jenkins said, and I have the article, she said, 
I can make another movie about the same character and have it be totally different. It's not going to be a prequel. It's not going to be a sequel. Mm -hmm. It is just another movie inside of this character's right. universe, which is exciting because that's not usually how we make these movies. Very but much. I think because our audience is so used um, to the direct sequel, we're trained to, to this formula that either people are going to really love it or they're going to hate it. Well, but it, I, I am Wonder Woman. I was so excited that it was everything that I wanted it to be. It's uh -huh. the last 20 minutes. Yeah, it sounds like it'll work similar to like the Wolverine movies, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I Where it's so. all the same so. character, but different, very different yeah. movies. Um, so. I have to say that scene with her in No Man's Land yeah. is one of my iconic moments. Justice League. <laughs> Such a mixed did bag. Did everyone love this movie as much as I did? <laughs> It's not as bad as Batman v Superman. It had its moments. <laughs> it but had it, its moments. Again, but it threw away characters that are fantastic. Mm -hmm. yep. The Flash in this movie. He Flash was I incredible in this movie. Cyborg in mm -hmm. this movie. They didn't even, they barely jumped into. He was a into, blip. He was a yep. blip and he's like the best character. <laughs> they, they had more background in the trailer on Victor Stone than they did in the actual film. And I, I do feel like Superman in this movie was better than what we've yes. seen so far. Yes, yes. And, and the, to me, a lot of that was because of the stuff that Joss Whedon broke yes, in. I think yeah. brought, brought right. in. And um, also, he his rewrote a lot CGI of CGI lip looked fantastic. <laughs> 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 but he rewrote a lot of the, the yeah. last third of that movie. Yep. Um, I went into this movie so angry at Ben Affleck because he had just announced that he's not going to be doing any of the Batman movies after he had fought so hard to make the best Batman movie for the fans that's ever been made. And it was going to be Ben Affleck's Batman and right. directing it. And he's going to take this whole mm -hmm. franchise to a different level. And then he's like, oh, I was just kidding. And so the whole movie, I was just watching him like, you're an asshole. Mm -hmm. Like, so I couldn't get past that. Yeah. yeah, you know, which is hard because I'm trying to get into the movie, which it wasn't horrible. No, it but it wasn't. was like it was like skipping a stone across <laughs> the stories that you want to right. know. It was like a Reader's Digest version, you know, well, of what we wanted to see. And don't give me parademons and apocalypse, and then just Steppenwolf and not Darkseid. Right. Like, <laughs> give me Darkseid. Well, because in the in the originally Darkseid shows up at the end of the film. Yeah, and then Joss Whedon was like yeah no and took that out but yeah, yeah originally it was supposed to set up for dark side coming in and yeah. destroying the world and now we know we don't even know if we'll ever see it so. okay no. aquaman is the last one we're going to talk about yes! before we talk about shazam now aquaman <laughs> is what i like to call brain candy oh okay? completely aquaman yeah. it's crack is, is not a good sound film. No. But no. it is so entertaining. <laughs> yes. And so, so fun. visually fun. <laughs> and, and Jason, Jason Momoa, Momoa yes. is like Metallica. <laughs> he comes in, he blows our minds. It's a Vidal Sassoon commercial, the whole movie. Yes. I mean, and then you're in. There are so many movie influences in this movie. I'm seeing oh, yeah. where Jar Jar is from as they enter into the Aqualand. Yes. Indiana I'm, Jones. Indiana Jones is in the, this movie. <laughs> it's a really bad version of Black Panther. Romancing the Stone is Romancing mixed into this. Romancing the Stone. <laughs> yes. You've got all these great actors that are just cheesed out. Mm -hmm. You've got people that have man buns that shouldn't have man Amber buns. Amber Heard in one of the worst wigs I in modern like cinema her. history. Am I the only one and that doesn't like her? Fan. I didn't even. She was okay. Okay, as Mira. Didn't she even fine. realize that was Dolph Lundgren. 
Oh, yeah. I had like, just watched Creed 2. Okay. And I literally two days before uh-huh. I had watched Creed 2 again. And then I went in there and I was like, what <laughs> is yeah. happening? Yeah. Why is his hair pink? <laughs> and they should never, ever try to de-age Willem Dafoe. No. Like they did. Because he <laughs> looked that awful. Top that top knot's not that amazing. Not a good but again, it was so much fun. Yes. And we were finally like, Aquaman. You had an octopus playing the war drums. And as a lifelong. Little Mermaid. I'm- I mean, Little Mermaid. <laughs> Made man, they did, have that, they did that have it in the comics, yep. so I was they amazed did. to yeah. see. But, but to have this character that's been maligned and mocked for so long to yes. rule the box office, it's now made. I think I think it's the highest grossing DC movie ever. Yes, it is. Yes. And, and to have, and I love the fact James Wan was like, I have to. He goes, the best thing Zack Snyder ever did was cast Jason Momoa because he's yes. like. All of a sudden, you can't make fun of him as a character. It wasn't. It wasn't Zack Snyder. It was Entourage that cast him as yeah Aquaman. Yeah, years and years ago. Years and years and years ago. James Cameron's Aquaman. If Jason Momoa would have not been Aquaman, that we wouldn't be talking about this movie right Right. now like we are. We would be talking about it like one of the bad ones. Right. It was a great movie. It was fun. There were problems, but you don't care Mm-mm. because right. it was so much fun. And he carries that film I was all giggling. the way through. Yeah. I was giggling throughout that movie. Just be like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was just it was just so it was exactly what a superhero movie needs to be. But I wish it wouldn't have been as messy. It had yeah. a it had a real tongue in cheek wink, wink. And it to was the just audience. fun. When he jumps on the submarine, permission to come aboard. And then he you does know? a salon selective <laughs> hair, like yeah. whoosh, whoosh. That movie knows yeah. exactly what it is and it embraces it. Yeah. So um, this week opening is Shazam. Yes. yes. Shazam, um, as of last week, um, there are articles everywhere saying that it's going to be the lowest box office for DC movies. I don't know how that's possible out of some of the movies that we just talked about. <laughs> I think Shazam is going to do better than what people expect. I agree. I We're going to so do too. our next episode on Shazam. I am not that familiar with Shazam, but as seeing the trailers, it feels like if Big, the movie Big, was a superhero movie, that's what this is. It's very tongue-in-cheek. It's very cartoony. It's very fun. It doesn't take itself seriously, which is exactly what Marvel just gave us. So I think they're they're starting to pay attention. But again, if they make their own movie here and if they let Zachary yes. Levi do his job, then this movie will be successful. I that man so. is so charming and charismatic and so young at heart, like even back in the days of seeing him in Chuck. Yeah. Um, well, and he's legitimately excited he about being in this movie. Thrilled. Uh, we posted a video on the um, Stolen Droids website of him getting to look at his first toys. Like they unveiled the toys for him, and he's I like, mean, how "You guys, be? I'm a Funko Pop." You know, like <laughs> he's like ready to explode. He's, he's so, so great. Excited. He comes to Utah so much. He's just dropped into Fanex into the kids um, area and read books to people like he's so charming. So if they let him do his job and they actually put something into this film, I think it's going to do well. Early reviews are high. A lot of heart, a lot of, of I think think we'll see similar to what we saw with Aquaman where there's going to be that, that That trepidation. And and it may not be the best movie ever made, but I think, the fun factor is going to outweigh everything in this film and it's going to be enjoyable. Yes. Which is going to be, so I'm just going to really quickly go through what's coming up. Okay. Right. Because it's, it's a maj page of yeah. nonsense that's coming up because Shazam comes out, but then later on this year, we've got Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, which is going to be kind of like a documentary. I feel <laughs> in a way it's going to be probably... like an autobi or a, just a biography of him 
um, going crazy. Life. But <laughs> probably again, probably a hard R would be my guess. Yeah, that yes, would be my guess too. It's gonna be a too. hard R. I Joaquin Phoenix is a hit and miss with me. I thought he, when he was younger, I thought he was a phenomenal actor, and I thought he had so much promise. And then he kind of had some crazy personal years there yes. and I hope he was able to bring it back because I want him to succeed. He early, was such a good early word is, might qualify him. Early exactly. word is, early world because, word I mean, is that they've hit a home run with this, this one. This is really. the thing. It could be their Iron Man. Yeah. Because Robert Downey Jr. was yep. the mm-hmm. same, you know, the same thing. So yeah. then we've got Birds of Prey. I'm I'm interested. In 2020, then we have Wonder Woman 1984 in 2020. In 2021, we have The Batman, which is just a shit show right now. We don't even have any idea. The Suicide Squad, which I don't know who's going to be in that movie because they've already said Joker's out, Harlequin's out. Mm-hmm. They did, however, recast Will Smith's character. Right. Um, and I'm I was really excited because I was like, great. Like, who's going to be Will well, Smith? And then. Idris Elba. Idris. Yeah. Is it Idris I, or I, Idris? I thought it was I think, Idris. I thought it was Idris. Mr. Yeah. Elba. Mr. Mr. Elba. <laughs> call him Mr. Elba. That and works you know what? Me. He will be the saving grace of this movie, but I don't know who what this movie is going to well, be about right now. But and you do have it? James Gunn writing and directing. Okay. But is okay. he going to be writing and directing it now nope. with the big news that's they come out? They announced that he is. Okay. That was part of the contract negotiation. Okay. okay. Um, he then, is going to write and direct it. Um, we're but gonna I don't have, necessarily want we're gonna have Guardians of the Galaxy as we're getting King Shark. Okay. We're getting King Shark, man. Right, what a we'll world we live in. And then in 2022, Aquaman 2. So and before that, a movie about the trench. They they announced a spinoff. It'll be based oh, okay. on the trench. Okay. A standalone little kind of a horror film, much like they've done in the Conjuring universe, doing okay. Annabelle and stuff like okay. that. Okay, okay, okay. So, so, I mean, again, j- d- just depending no on Shazam. Movie, which they need to do. They, they need to do. Awesome they need to do. The they yeah. need to do that for sure. So, I mean, it could, looking at the lineup, um, they could have washed the sheets, made the bed, and it could go well here. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, since Ryan Reynolds just effed it all up and then went over to Marvel in 2011. <laughs> Stupid Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I love you, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, we'll see where it goes. And I'm interested to see how Shazam is. And mm-hmm. if if you're following us on social media, you'll see our reactions on Facebook. We'll yeah. post a video with our reactions yeah. to Shazam. Yeah, we did a Facebook and, Live right after Captain Marvel. And, and this, will be, this will be different. Um, we can tell that night kind of what our okay. thoughts were good um but yeah, yeah we'll there won't up, be that embargo yeah yeah the embargo's and then we'll do different. a whole fleshed out episode do a deep dive yeah do a deep dive into shazam that'll be our next episode but yeah i'm i'm cautiously optimistic me too me, me too so. me too i'm hoping dc can pull it out yeah hoping for the best expecting the worst and we want to hear your opinions on all the movies that we talked about today. I mean, if you had some good ones, bad ones, if you disagreed or agreed with us, let us know. Yeah. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Leave some reviews for us. We always appreciate that. And if you have feedback, podcast at moviesatmakeus.com. And we'd love to hear your feedback or movie suggestions. And yeah, thanks for listening. We won't see you at the movies. <laughs> we won't see you at the movies. <laughs>